Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. And as always, we want to open up in a prayer and thank God for this opportunity. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and your love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're always with us, Lord, no matter what we do, Lord, and how we act. Lord, you're always there and you always care. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, and we lift you up. Bless this word, Lord, that it will touch the mark that you want it to touch and and the people that you want it to reach. We thank you and we praise you in your blessed holy name. Amen. Walking on water. We find this in Mark chapter 6. Verses 45 through 52, and I'll read them now to you. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and go to the other side before unto Bethesda, while he sent them away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into the mountain to pray. And when the evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary to them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh to them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. <clears throat> but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it be a spirit, and cried out. For they all saw him, and were troubled. And immediately he talked to them, and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And when he went up to them and to the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wonder, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. You see, the miracle of Jesus walking on water is not just something biblical scholars and devout Christians know. The story that everyone knows, everybody knows about Jesus walking on water. There's a problem with this famous miracle like this one. We tend to focus on the act itself. However, every time I read the Bible and see Jesus doing something amazing, you have to ask yourself, why did he do it? Jesus has a purpose for everything that he did including miracles. They were called signs because they were pointing to the truth. Keep in mind that Jesus didn't stop to see them in the storm. They had to call out to him. Then he stopped, and then he was with them. There are two purposes why Jesus walked on the water. The first one was to reveal his divinity. And then the second was to bring his divinity near to us. Revealing his divinity. The first purpose was to show his divinity. He wanted to show his disciples that he was God. This was the truth and they still didn't understand it. They were scared and in awe. The disciples were out in the middle of a four mile wake in the lake. On a normal day it would be four hours just to row across it. And it was on the fourth watch of the night. That means it was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Always the darkest time, ain't it, when you're in trouble. The disciples had set out on their journey right after dinner. Most likely they had been rowing for nearly eight hours and still had found themselves in the middle of the lake. 
The disciples were physically drained from rowing against the winds and the waves. They were spiritually drained for having no categories under this understanding of who this person of Jesus was. And Jesus knew that. Suddenly Jesus came walking on the water and meant to pass by them. Jesus would have kept going if they had not called out to him. I truly believe it. Jesus will not force himself into our lives. But if we allow him to be in us, then it will change our situation. We must ask the question why Jesus walked on the water. We know that he had a purpose behind everything that he did. Jesus wanted to show them his divinity. He wanted to show them that he was God in all the fullness of his glory. He was showing them that you can be caught up in your own issues and then... If you don't call out to him, God will pass right by you. While you are worrying and not seeing him, he'll pass by. It will require you to call out to him, and he will calm your storms. He was answering a question the disciples had asked the last time that they were in the boat and caught in a storm. They were caught in a storm and afraid for their lives, and Jesus knew it. They woke Jesus up, and he rebuked the winds and the waves. The storm he made calm with just a spoken word. The disciples then asked whom this guy was that even the winds and the waves obeyed. And he had answered that question. He said, I am God. While you're doing all that you can do to resist the storm that you're in, Jesus is there and he will pass by unless you look to him and then call out his name. He will respond with, I am. The storm you're painfully trying to make headway in is a picture of the storm that we're going through in our hearts and our minds. Verse 52 tells us that they couldn't understand about the loaves and the fishes, which was the previous miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000, because their hearts were hardened. They understood Jesus miraculously broke the loaves so the hungry people could be satisfied. They didn't understand that Jesus himself was the bread of life, that he himself must be broken so that the hungry souls would be satisfied. They understood Jesus had power, but they didn't understand that he was power. They understood Jesus was from God, but they didn't understand Jesus himself was God. So they found themselves in danger, extreme danger of the storm, was a picture of external damage and danger of not knowing who really Jesus was. Their physical struggle and painful attempts to make headway through the storm was a picture of their spiritual struggle of trying to understand who Jesus really was. That's a common danger that many face today. The disciples were always around Jesus, learning from him, his teachings, and his talk about the kingdom work. However, they were still missing who he was. And that's a danger that many face. There's ways to always be around Jesus without even knowing who he is. During Sunday worship service, Bible studies, missionary work, and all good things. But there's a way for us to be around the good things without ever really getting to know the best thing, which is Jesus himself. The danger is maybe we're serving Jesus 
and you know all about him, but you really don't know him. In a very real way, we're in a boat with the disciples, painfully trying to make headway through a storm. But then in the midst of the disciples not understanding and their hearts being hardened, Jesus walked on the water. We too need Jesus to walk on that water. In Mark 6 and 48, And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And at the fourth watch of the night he came to them. Walking on the sea, he meant to pass by them. So while you are worrying and not seeking him, it will require you to call out his name for him to calm your storm. Mark was intentional doing something here when he states that Jesus meant to pass by them. He was using the same language that was used in Exodus 33 and 19 when God passed by Moses. Moses was having a meeting with God, and God told him that he had found favor in his sight, and he knew him by name. Moses made an astonishing request. He asked God to show him his glory. But there's a way for us to be around good things without ever getting to know the best thing. Exodus 33, 18-19, Moses said, Please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and proclaim before you in my name the Lord thy God. And Moses asked God to show him his glory. God answered by doing two things. First, he said he would make all of his goodness pass before him. The exact same word that was used in Mark when talking about Jesus passing by the disciples in the boat. Second, he said that he would proclaim his name before him. His name is the Lord, which literally means Yahweh, which means I am. What did Jesus say to the disciples after he passed by them in all his glory? But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and they cried out. For they had saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them, Take heart, it is I, be not afraid. He said, It is I. In Greek, meaning of I am, is it is I. Jesus walking on the water was not himself showing off. He was letting his entire divine glory pass by his disciples, just as God did for Moses. Just as God proclaimed in his name is Yahweh as I am, Jesus also proclaimed his name as I am. Jesus walked on the water to reveal his divinity, bringing his divinity to us. When we look at what God did for Moses in Exodus and what Jesus did for his disciples in Mark, it's incredibly similar. Both Moses and the disciples were being shown God's glory and divinity, but it was also wonderfully different. Well, we thank God that he gives them the power and understanding of who he is, and we praise God that he is there for us in our storm and our trouble if we ever reach out to him. We praise God and we thank you for joining us. In God's name, amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show 
Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.